0: Chef Boyardee is Poe's mentor. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, it was always going to be Leia. Could've been Baby Yoda. <laughs> wow, what a huge oversight. There's just a hole in the Death Star, like what the heck, you know? Just like, board that up or something, you know? Then jumped onto and was like, oh, uh, there it is. I've refused to get on the Wook, um, as, as Jared lovingly refers to it. You're listening to the Star Wars Archives, a Patreon-exclusive podcast. Your regular deep-dive down the rabbit hole of the Star Wars universe. Discussion, analysis, Easter eggs, and obscure books you've never heard of. And now, here are your hosts, Jose and Trevor. Hello
1: there! You have tuned into episode 24 of the Star Wars Archives, the Utini Network podcast where we take a random Star Wars topic and explain the living Bantha Pudu out of it. I am Jose, aka Jaxi in the Utiniverse. I have watched all Star Wars canon movies and TV shows. I have read 43 Star Wars books, and I own
0: 20 of them. And I'm Trev, keeper of the timeline pages over at utini.com. I've spent my entire life consuming Star Wars media and own over 1,000 Star Wars books and comics. So, for anyone joining us for the first time, this is a largely unscripted show where, once we've decided on each episode's topic, Jose will do whatever research he needs, I will do as little as possible, and we can talk about anything Star Wars. Legends, canon, books, comics, TV, video games, even miscellaneous newspaper clippings. And hopefully, keep you entertained and informed over the next hour.
1: And on today's episode, you know, we, there's a number of uh, things coming out in the next couple of months or new announcements, right? Um, or I guess all announcements are new, right? If it's
0: an announcement. Does it, is it always we, new? I guess I, it doesn't have to be. I mean, it's one of the things we're going to talk about has been rumored for like three <laughs> years. So <laughs> it was the, the least unsurprising announcement oh. ever. All right. But yeah, with let's <laughs> And and we're not the show that breaks news, so let's not yes. worry about that bit.
1: With Ronin and Visions and their remake, like the Kotor remake, the Knights of the Old Republic remake, um, and whatever other miscellaneous stuff, we decided that it would be maybe a good time to finally tackle the issue or the subject of canons and Canon and legends within Star Wars, right? Like Where did it all come from? How does it all fit together? I don't, you know, the future of that as well, because at some point when Disney took over, it was all going to be canon, and now I guess it isn't.
0: So something like that, right? I love that you started that by saying canons, as if this this episode isn't going to be confusing enough.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's maybe canons as well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Cannons go boom. Yes, I... I (laughs) apologise. But But yeah, so so I suggested this episode, so like Jose said, all these things coming out that don't necessarily fit into what we think of as canon. But before canon, we had Legends. And Legends was canon for a long time, even before canon didn't exist. So I just thought we'd really muddy the waters and (laughs) talk about the history of canon really and where we're at what things are what things aren't how none of it even matters anyway because it's just space fantasy uh, space fantasy and enjoy Mm -hmm. what you love right that's
1: yeah I mean I think that's we could definitely fill an hour with this information (laughs) so um, but before we get going just uh, you know our normal housekeeping Uh, This show is possible thanks to all the people supporting us, either through Patreon subscriptions or getting some of our merch. If you'd like to help us out as well, you can get our Star Wars-inspired merch on utini.com slash merch. There's t-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, pint glasses, and a few other things in there. And also, you can go to patreon.com slash utini. Uh, And when you become a member, not only will you get access to all of our episodes in advance, you also get a bunch of other utini member exclusives. And the tip that I give to everyone when you know at the beginning of every episode now, is that when you become a Patreon of on the Jedi High Council level, you automatically get a welcome package that includes a t-shirt, a hoodie, and a mug, which, if purchased individually, would add up to more than the Patreon membership. Plus you also get a unique 25% off promo code to use on all your future merch purchases. So go and become a Jedi High Council member, get the merch, get all the extra content And help us keep making more shows like this. And now back to our regularly scheduled uh, programming, I
0: guess. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about what we understand as canon these days in 2021. So Disney bought Star Wars in 2012. Yes. They bought everything. Star Wars. They bought everything that ever had Star Wars on it—the licenses, mm-hmm. the contracts, the books, the comics, the movies. If it was Star Wars, Disney now own it. They announced. Do... Go on. Now, I was curious.
1: Does George has uh he doesn't, doesn't doesn't own anything at all
0: anymore? No. Nope. Right. Four point four billion is what. Yeah. he owns.
1: <laughs> Yo, see, he
0: gets a lot of money, yes. I'm sure he owns like 10% of Disney now as well, but he absolutely does not own any parts of Star Wars. Got it. If you listen to some nonsense dudes on YouTube, there'll be all things about how he's trying to buy Star Wars back or get involved or rest control. Why, it's all, why would he? No, of course not. He's He's loving life. He's building a museum. Yeah. He's... You know, he's, he doesn't care. He's he's yeah. happy. He's happy. Yeah. And who can blame him? Um, he's, got, he's got a lot of money. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> he's got a lot of money. And Star Wars fans weren't particularly nice to him. Let's no. be honest. Yeah. Um. So Disney bought in 2012. Q two years of wondering what they're going to do. They announced a new movie pretty much straight away. But there's 300 books. There's 30 years of comic book storytelling. Mm -hmm. What are they going to do with that? In 2014, the newly formed Lucasfilm Story Group announced that everything before the buyout is going to be classed as legends. Everything from then on would follow to one level of storytelling canon. So the movies have the same importance as the smallest of comic book stories. Mm -hmm. so nothing can overrule one it's all one glorious unified timeline of events yes so that is what canon means which
1: um i don't know where you want to go from this but i wanted to then ask because yes during like before this new definition of legends and canons (laughs) Canon. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm thinking like multiple kind of like stories, and I think that's why I keep pluralizing it. Anyways. Um there were there were multiple canon there were multiple canons actually during the other era, right? Like there was like people yes. had like letters or something. Yes. So even within what we now consider legends, there were multiple <laughs> canons. <laughs> yes. And, so- and uh um, so, so, which canon- makes it a little bit confusing, right? So, can we talk a little bit about that, or what you know of the of what the different levels of canon were back then, and how you could follow it? Because I think that might help clarify why Disney felt the need to just make it all legends and just stick to one canon moving forward.
0: Oh yeah, they they absolutely had. No choice. There's no way there's no way a new company buying Star Wars could restrict themselves to that level of storytelling. Yeah. Imagine they they wanted to make the Mandalorian, okay, and go, well, we've got we've got six months between these books and these comics to mm-hmm. fit this story into Yeah they they just couldn't do it. They yeah. couldn't do it. Um yeah. But canon is not a new word. Before Legends was made Legends, Legends was canon. There was a level of canonicity between (laughs) most Star Wars licensing projects. So if you take us to 2011, before the Mm -hmm. buyout, we'd still be talking about Star Wars canon. Canon still exists. Mm -hmm. But there are a few levels. Like you said, there are a few levels of canon. And it starts with the movies. So the movies are all described as G-canon. Now, I mean, George George Lucas, right? Is that it? Could be George or it could be Gospel. There's a couple of different things. So the movies are the movies. They are the top tier. Nothing can ever, ever contradict what happens in the movies. Makes sense. The next level is T-canon. T for what? T for TV. Now, this was okay. introduced when the Clone Wars series started being made. Okay. So the introduction of t canon essentially gave the TV show the, the right to overwrite books and comics, but couldn't overwrite the movies. Okay. So it becomes a pecking order. Yeah, yeah. So you've got G-canon, T-canon, then you've got C-canon. So C for continuity. Okay. Now, C-canon is essentially the expanded universe that we all know and love. That's everything. That's all the books, comics, everything else that ties into that over mostly 30 years of storytelling. So we spoke before when we did our Clone Wars timeline episodes how there was a whole Clone Wars timeline. Right. And then the TV show came out yeah, and kind of made a lot of that really complicated and it didn't fit and they had to overwrite it. Yeah. Because all of that was C-Canon. All the Delray books, all the Dark Horse comics was C-Canon. Then a TV show came out with Lucas's approval and involvement. So that yeah. automatically overrides everything that came before.
1: But what about, um? I mean, within, within C-Canon, um, I mean, some of those books are contradicting each other, too.
0: Yes, right? but there's also a hundred and one retcons within that. There was very limited, especially towards the end of um the Legends days. It was, all, it was a pretty fairly tightly run ship. There was a few okay. kind of soft reboots along the way, but mostly from Timothy Zahn kevin j anderson onwards mm-hmm. once you had those first initial years of the 90s where they weren't quite sure what they were doing and you had air the empire on one side dark empire on the other mm-hmm. once they kind of realized that that's not going to work and then worked from there to build a cohesive storyline it was fairly tight as tight as these things can be but then you also about had any you also yeah, had s canon under c canon okay so what's S-, S canon? So S became secondary canon, <laughs> <laughs> but that's all the old Marvel, um, all the old Marvel comic books. Um, so like Splin- Jackson, yeah, yeah, Jackson was definitely in secondary canon. Um, the the books like Splinter of a Mind's Eye, didn't necessarily fit the. Mm-hmm the Lando adventures and Han Solo adventures were in there for a while until they became so widely referenced in other sea canon books that it elevates these original sources into sea canon. Okay. Because they're referenced so much that they have to have happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Does that make sense? Does any I mean, of this make sense?
1: No, I mean, I, I see the, I, I understand it. I mean, it kind of, it seems to just um exist to, uh, I guess to give more freedom to to authors to just kind of explore whatever they feel like within the universe. And, um, you know, if they go a little bit too crazy, then okay, you're, you're S-canon. If you go a little more legit... Well,
0: no, S- <laughs> no S- S-canon was bef- anything before they okay, tried so- to make a cohesive I see. universe. I see. So...
1: Anything... So if you are writing in 2005, you're basically falling into C-canon. Yes. If you, what about um, something like the Ewok
0: cartoons or the Ewok movies?
1: Where do it's... they fall?
0: That's S. That's in my that S. That's before there was any kind of Got it. rhyme or reason. And I mean, Wicket speaks English, so straight away there's <laughs> a problem. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. None of them look. Like their actual characters in Return of the Jedi. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Um, if you look at a droids um 3PO has pupils. He has eyes. Yes. But, yes. You know, but a lot of these things are referenced elsewhere, mm-hmm. but it's not really enough to drag those whole stories up into S canon. Wait, are you telling me that there
1: is a reference somewhere? About how that one time that uh, that three
0: PO had pupils. <laughs> I I bet there is. I absolutely, <laughs> bet there is. I bet there's an in joke in some comic somewhere.
1: Because <laughs> people <laughs> <laughs> like, I remember that one time? <laughs> and, <they're just> like... <laughs> and they just like, yeah, that was a little weird. <laughs> yeah,
0: remember what that one time that R two just bulges everything <laughs> now again when he's shocked.
1: Oh man. Um
0: but you know I mean so I,
1: I, there is definitely a logic in there but it just seems like I, with uh you know maybe every couple of years they figured that you know it's getting a little too convoluted let's just sort of reorganize things or you know upgrade one of these stories to the next tier because it's now referenced a lot so it's it's definitely a little
0: messy. So yeah, I mean if, if you comes take, in if you take um just sticking with the S canon. So let's talk about the Marvel comic strips. We've talked about this a lot. And sure. some of the things that got used quite prominently in later books, like Lumaya, mm-hmm. Dark Lord of a Sith, or Dark yeah. Lady of a Sith. Yes. She's from the Marvel comic books. They're in S canon. Yeah. But then she's a prominent character in a nine book series. Yeah. So kind of events get elevated. Without right. necessarily making the whole of the hundred and seven issues of Marvel Canon right right, just the the essence of the story perhaps mm-hmm. without that's the easiest way to say you know the events of that particular story happened, but yeah. not necessarily the whole the whole shebang right,
1: which I mean in a way it's um it parallels. To what is starting to happen, or what has been happening um, over the last few years in the Disney canon or the current canon, with something like The Mandalorian that has been taking some elements from legends and elevating them to canon, right? I mean, we've talked about that in our Mandalorian episodes where we are seeing some of those things being brought into canon now.
0: Absolutely. So let's talk about one of the things we mentioned at the top of the show the knights of the old republic remake yes now i can't wait for this i played knights of the old republic exactly once many years ago when it first came out on a friend's xbox that he lent me for a week i know it's been out on phones and ipads and all that stuff but i can't play a game on my phone i'm
1: no i'm I'm 45 (laughs) (laughs) wait so when you say it once it's like you sat down and played it that one time or you had you played it for that one week that a week i just Okay. it for a
0: week played it did um, you finish it yes yeah okay did you uh, like it of course it's one, <laughs> it's, it's one of the most epic Star Wars stories that's ever been told and yeah. the the ramifications of that story reverberated throughout legends and that story itself established so much of what the foundations of the Star Wars galaxy are going back. Mm-hmm millennia and tens of thousands of years and how the galaxy was formed it's really it's a big ass
1: story it really is i've i've never played it um i think i i did try to play it once over the last couple of years and i just couldn't get over the graphics because it is an older game It, it
0: is an old game
1: and to me i'm one of those people that um i can play an old game if i played it when i when it came out cuz then there's that bit of nostalgia factor to it but if i never played it playing it now i expect it to have the graphics and pacing of a modern video game so it's been so it was really hard for me to get into it and i couldn't so that's why i'm kind of i'm pretty excited about this announcement because i'm like hey finally i get to see what a, you know what Obviously, I assume that some of the story might be changed, um, but they're calling it
0: a remake, right? So I assume that most of it might be the same. Well, this is where those rabid fanboys are up in the air. Yeah, It's a remake. So they're rebuilding the engine from the ground up. New graphics, new combat, all of this sort of stuff. All of this is confirmed. Yes. The first question people asked were, well, is it Legends or is it Canon?" Are you updating it to bring it back in? Now, yeah. Darth Revan, as an entity that existed, is canon. Yes. He has popped up somewhere. I, I don't yes. remember the source, but he exists in canon as somebody who lived.
1: That's I it. Be- believe he was in one of the animated shows. There was like a flashback, wasn't it, there?
0: Uh, yes, but I think he was also named in something as well. Mm, okay. So, you know, the Sith Lord Revan exists. Yes. Whether that story resembles Knights of the Old Republic or not, we'll have to wait and see. hmm But then the question is, have they updated the content to come into canon, but already there's been... Uh, confusing messages on twitter i think uh one of the game designers who's directly involved kind of gave an indication that this would be canon matt martin yep. gave an indication that a quote in a starwars.com article said it was legends we're gonna have to wait and see mm-hmm Honestly, I don't care. I can't wait to play the game. I I honestly don't care whether it's Legends or Canon or none of the above. I just cannot wait to play the game and see what they've done with it and see those glorious modern-gen graphics.
1: Yeah. I mean, why, why is it even an issue about it being Canon or not? Like, why can't it just be... A I, fun experience
0: and I enjoy personally for think what it is because the game is so so fondly thought of and rightly so, it's a classic. Sure. In in modern Star Wars storytelling, people want that story to matter. They want it to count. Okay. Um I can only imagine if they'd um remade Resident Evil like they have recently and made it completely skew off the Resident Evil storyline. Again, Resident Evil is a storyline that's well fond of. I'm a massive Resident Evil fan. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the story's a bit twist and turny throughout the the, the seven or eight games, but it kind of works if you squint hard enough. But if they remade Resident Evil 1 and turned out that the zombies were the cause of an asteroid from space rather than the T-Virus, they'd have been uproar. I imagine it would be something similar if they brought out Knights of the Old Republic and it just didn't fit. If they changed it that much that it didn't match anything. Yes. Does that make sense?
1: Well, yeah, it does. I I mean, uh, I'm just talking more about like, let's say that they, they, it's a, wait, hold on. I'm gonna backtrack a little bit. <laughs> I think well, who I'm thinking about was uh, Darth Bane was in one of the animated shows. Not, not yes,
0: Revan. Darth Bane was, but Darth Revan yes. has also been mentioned in a source okay. Okay. somewhere. <laughs>
1: um, yeah. So, so what I was, what I was uh, thinking about was more along the lines if they do remake the story, the the game um, exactly as it was before. Why would it matter? If it still remains as a legend story, or or if it becomes canonized, I mean, you know, because like it can still be like it's that way. They're not messing with what people remember fondly, and and you know that that nostalgia of it, um, like it can still be as fun, or you know, it's still an enjoyable experience, <laughs>
0: regardless, right? I think was a marketing issue. I don't Mm -hmm. know how you would market a game with a Legends banner. I think that would just be confusing. I'm not saying you'd have to. Yeah, you don't have to. But then you're going to get... If you don't put that Legends banner on it, if you live on Twitter, if you have a social (laughs) media profile,
1: then your mentions
0: are doomed.
1: (laughs) Yeah. People are just going to find something wrong with it or it's like oh now how does this fit in with this other thing and i, I mean so that's just a, a bigger conversation then because
0: but also where
1: a i year don't think on... that it needs to matter i think it can just be what it is but uh, we're especially from
0: jedi fallen order you right know, and that's a triple uh, a game that obviously fits well within yeah existing canon and the storylines and ties in all different elements it's yeah. kind of what we expect now
1: it's yeah know it's true I guess so when does when does uh Knights of the old republic take place How, pretty like, pretty much four thousand years before a new hope four thousand years yes when is the high republic that's uh, three hundred years right? two
0: hundred and thirty two b b y
1: okay So, Knights of the Old Republic, they can still, like, that story, I mean, you know the story,
0: right? To be fair, this was, I know where you're going with this. This was one of my first comments um, to a couple of people on Twitter and on Discord. Why change anything? You, Yeah. Just release it and call it canon. Surely it's not going to affect a single thing. But apparently there are a couple of areas where it may not. Fits mostly down to technology and things like that but if that's it put on the glasses Wait, can we put, put on the squinty glasses if you squint hard enough it works and let it go can, can
1: we talk about what those elements might be and if it's a spoiler maybe we can do a spoiler
0: um warning right now <laughs> I, I i don't know the specifics um okay okay like but said, there's it's... maybe a handful of things that... yeah and it's more about the aesthetic. Less the story and more the aesthetic, you know? There's nothing established in canon that says, and you're only going to recognize a handful of these words, there's nothing established in canon that says the Rataka didn't have an infinite empire but ruled most of the galaxy until they lost all their powers and descended in tribalism, leaving behind all this technology. There's nothing to say that that didn't happen. Yeah. So it can still happen. It could happen, but... Why would you change the entire foundations of right. the Galaxy Far Far Away that have been established over so many years? Why would you right. most importantly, why would you write a new one? Yeah. When all, all this no stuff's there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's just maybe you can change the name here or there if for whatever reason. Um but there's no or you know. Maybe to make the story, again, more um, along the lines of the pacing as that we expect nowadays or just to have more representation all across the lines. And I can understand some of those things being updated to fit what we expect out of a game um, nowadays. But it happened so long before all the canon stories that we have right now that there's no reason... To not keep it as it is
0: But it's 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 almost a Remaking Knights of the Old Republic And fair play to him, I take my hat off to them It's almost a lose-lose situation <laughs> Because it's so well-loved Yeah Unless they absolutely Knock it out of the park And right. please People on that Legends canon Fault line They're gonna be there's going to be detractors. There's going to be Do people they ha- who aren't happy.
1: Do they have to... They're not going to please everyone. I mean, that's something no. that they knew when they bought the franchise and when they made the sequel trilogy. Um, But they can bring in a whole new audience to, to it. So I don't... So I don't know if it's really a lose-lose. I mean, regardless, they're going to make a ton of money well, because yes. everyone who played it is going to buy it because they yeah. want to see what it is <laughs> yeah. and even if they hate it they still bought it and then they're going to get a whole new generation of players um to play it uh including young people or people like myself who never played the originals and now i want to see what it's
0: about and so and the reason that it's the test of time is because the story is strong yeah it's a really really compelling story with great characters you yeah. know some some iffy characters as well, but that's to be expected, <laughs> but my yes. God, it's got h k forty seven for Christ's sake you know any story with h k forty seven is going to be a winner so i so i don't think,
1: i think it's a win for them regardless i
0: mean if i they're gonna get they are every
1: anything you make nowadays is gonna get backlash on twitter and and yes. online like no
0: matter how good it is you're gonna you're gonna have hate <laughs> i mean i've also can we just point out that Everyone I know, everyone on our team is so excited for this. Yeah. That's that's the busiest I've seen our slack since <laughs> maybe since Mandalorian season two finale. It just went trill, nuts. True. So you know, and again, let's let's just heighten the point here. Canon Legends, we don't care. We're talking about the differences. We personally, we don't care. We just want to play the game right now um
1: this is kind of going back to our, our our main topic for today and you know so we can and we can use this as a as a as an example but not everyone who is a star wars fan right now right they don't consume all the media yes especially have,
0: because there's a lot of it
1: exactly so you have some people that i think the people that watch the movies are also watching the tv shows and i feel like that's probably like one one level um you do have people that actually have watched the tv shows and have not watched the movies necessarily that's a weird one but
0: yeah yeah um
1: then you have the ones that do dive into the books You have the ones that do dive into the comic books and they're not all the same. Like some people might just read the comic books and none of the books because and vice versa. And then we also have the video games. Some people maybe just play the video games, but they don't read anything. So they watch the movies and they want to play the video games because they want to, you know, and when they hear that it's canon, even cooler, but they had not have no idea about all the stories in the books or comic books. So, how do you feel about the fact that, like, that all of these stories are, you know, enriching the whole lore and the whole history of of this galaxy, of this universe? But there are people that are losing, you know, they're not
0: able to get the fullness of
1: what this universe
0: is. Um, Does that make sense? That's that's no different to how it's been for. 30 yeah, 30 years um, you know even when let's pick uh, the Rogue Squadron game on N64 that was a sure. massive selling game that was huge do I think everyone who played that went out and bought the Rogue Squadron books or the Rogue Squadron comics no it's highly unlikely yeah um, but what Disney have done now with the Lucasfilm story group is kind of say that all of these things exist on the same level of canon. Yeah. So nothing can be overwritten. So every video game that comes out has the same... Those characters, that the story that those characters go through has the same level of canonicity as the movies. Right. So then we have a game coming out like that, uh, Star Wars Hunters. Have you seen that? Have you seen no. the trailer for that? I have not. So it it's this really kind of stylized animation. Um. It's one of these, how best to explain this, because I don't really know. It's one of these games that the kids play. One mm-hmm. of these four players versus another four player, arena type okay. game. Yep. Yeah, yep. Like, I guess it's for Star Wars Fortnite, maybe? Again, I don't sure. understand Fortnite, so it's probably one of those things. <laughs> you know? But the trailer's got characters that speak and obviously have history and for what is essentially a, a, a fighting game, a, yeah. Beat, beat him up for old timers but they're going to give that some weight so at some point if any of those characters have a written backstory yes. that's of the same level of canon as The Rise of Skywalker yeah. which isn't something that is in Legends where you take a game like Star Wars Demolition or Super Bombard Racing yes that was an actual <laughs> game or <laughs> um, Masters of Terrace Cassie where these things just Made no sense from a canon point of view, but they existed anyway. So I'm guessing yeah. that those sorts of games wouldn't exist now. So a game like Hunters, they've obviously put some thought into that.
1: Yeah, yeah. know I, I mean, I, I think to me, it's just more of, um, I guess it's okay that some people do miss out on some of these extra stories. I oh, just absolutely. wonder if uh it's also going to get more and more difficult um to be able to r- perhaps reference some of these stories as they continue moving forward because if they if they exist then they matter yes and if they matter then they should be referenced in future stories well, and if and in order to reference them how do you do it without spending like if in the mandalorian They in season four of The Mandalorian, they decide to uh, talk about what happened with Darth Revan (laughs) and someone might not have played this game or know anything about it. Therefore, now they have to write in and do the whole exposition in the episode. No,
0: I think Star Wars is a big enough galaxy that big enough universe that no one in universe is expected to know anything. Is there right. any reason that the Mandalorian would know about somebody who existed 4,000 years ago? Pro- probably not. Probably not. You know, it it, it would just be a passing comment uh, right. at most. Um, but they've also, you know, they've opened up the eras of storytelling with the high Republic, you know, they're doing a great job of tying that in with uh, the ongoing comic strips that are coming out now. And, um, you know, yeah. Kevin Scott was laying the seeds for this back in Dooku Jedi Lost, so they know what they're doing, and it works when they they are planning in advance, right? Um, and that's what the story group is there for. It's there to. I read a quote from uh, Leland Chi, who you know he's a long-standing Luxfilm employee, that the job mm-hmm. of the story group isn't to contain authors. It's not to constrict them or restrain them. It's not to stop them from writing by saying, well, this happened, so you can't do that. It's to ensure that there's a thematic consistency within Star Wars storytelling, which I think that's, that's a really important point to make. But it's less about saying, well, the point you're writing there directly contradicts what we've written here, yes they'll work around that, but if it stops people writing themes that are not consistent with Star Wars storytelling, that mm-hmm. is the purpose of the story group right, which it's it's a really it's a really different distinction to make yeah. about what people think the story group does
1: yeah no and and um this is now making me think of uh there, I listened to a few interviews with, uh, um, with the new Disney Plus uh, Marvel shows that came out this year, and um, I mean, especially I think a lot of these came out. This uh, conversations came out with One uh, Division, and because you know we have 20, 21 Marvel movies out, MCU movies, and I think something like that. Uh, so you know there's a there's a bunch of characters there. And the question was, or I think what they were trying to describe is that they have a whole roster of characters, yeah, and 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 you know, played by all these different people, and they all have all these different you know the the actors themselves have all these different skill sets. And what they did when they were um writing the stories for the TV shows is that you they basically have a wall. With all these different characters and all, you know, all their professions and what they do. And they have an idea of what the story is going to be. Yeah. And they're like, well, what, who do we already have that can play that person? Who can, who do we have that can have that role in this story? So I assume that it would be something similar then as uh, for the story group. When they have an idea of a story that they want to tell. And then they can just like look at it, you know, take a step back. And just be like, you know, what what story can we reference in here that would make sense that, you know, that was told whatever, you know, here or there, right? Or what character can we bring in here that would be able to do this one task? And then that's how they can then choose from, oh, well, actually in Knights of the Old Republic, this event happened. And then that kind of links to this. So maybe this is a good way to reference it and start bringing it into the fold, right? So I imagine that it will be something kind of like that, where they have a story, and then they can plug and play um, what events and what characters come in, and then that's how they can continue to build everything and reference things that
0: already exist. Well, Tom actually spoke about that on our show, didn't he, about um, the various different kind of pitches that go to people who are invited to write for Star Wars. And Kevin Scott put something on Twitter today, actually, Oh. comparing, um, it was a Q&A on his blog, comparing two different interactions with um, the story group and Luke's film licensing. Mm-hmm. And one was do you want to write us a Rogue Squadron story for Star Wars Adventures? And he sent them back sort of three or four pictures, and they went, yeah, we like that one. Yeah. And then the next one was for Dooku Jedi Lost, where they mm-hmm. kind of went to him and go we've got this idea for a Dooku story, it's going to be an audio drama we think it could look like and it, it was a long spiel. Yeah. And then he kind of had to work with that. Yeah. And again, deliver them three or four pictures based around right. the framework that they'd given him. Right. So it's two very different uh, um, styles there. Do you want to write a story about these? Or we've yeah. got this idea for a story. Yeah. But even then, what we were just talking about, the keeping within the thematic fields of. Star Wars, that's where we've got things like Ronin and Visions coming out.
1: Right. So let's talk about those.
0: So, one of the biggest things I've seen, and I know we were joking about it in our Slack recently, because we see these questions pop up on Discord and on um, Twitter. There was a load of Ronin stuff dropped recently, and the first thing people are asking was, is it canon?
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: I don't think anyone who's paying attention to this project really thinks it's supposed to fit into established Star Wars canon storytelling. Mm -hmm. But it can still be a Star Wars story. Yeah. Because it looks like Star Wars. It feels like Star Wars. And one of the things that Disney have done um, since the buyout, because Ronin isn't the first. We've had Myths and Fables. We've had Dark Legends. We've got the Life Day book coming out. Yeah. I think the title of that first book, Myths and Fables, that really sums up what a Star Wars story is. Yeah. Because it is space fantasy. So as much as I'm the timeline guy and I love this stuff, I don't really want to get hung up on whether a story fits or not if it feels like a Star Wars story,
1: right? And I mean, I, and the way that I've always taken the myths and fables and the dark legends, um, and I, I, I don't, I, I assume this is how you're supposed to take them is that these are in universe uh, legends and in universe stories because every, just like we have our, our Arthurian uh, legends and you know, and and, and in, in our real world, then they also have stories within uh within the Star Wars universe. And even the legend stories and all all this the Han Solo adventures and whatever, all that stuff, the way that I like to see them too is that, you know, when you tell a story like a hundred times and it and it's passed on from a person to person, you'll probably embellish some things. You'll probably forget about other things. So all, a lot of these things in spirit could have happened. It's just that it's been told so many times within that universe that, you know, some of the facts are slightly incorrect now. Exactly. Exactly so, this. So t- to, to me, all of it still works. It's just that, you know, sometimes it's a little different depending on who's telling the story.
0: And... I- I can't remember if I'm exactly right on this but I'm sure it was the John Jackson Miller forward to A New Dawn which was uh-huh. the first canon novel published right where within his forward he says even legends have a bit of truth to them right right which is exactly the approach that you should take to to all of this so right for anyone going into um, reading Ronan or watching Star Wars Visions, who is hung up on is it canon before even getting there? Yeah, they're not going to enjoy that as much as as the authors intend them to, because right. that, that's not the spirit that it was written in. Right. So, um, for I doubt
1: that. Uh, I mean, I think most most of our listeners would already know about this, especially if you know they are. Patreon subscribers and all that but what exactly is I mean R- Ronan we have an idea of it because uh Tom also mentioned it when we had our our episode of um, two episodes ago I think it was yeah right and ago.
0: he's he's very excited about it
1: yes so what is Ronan exactly about or, or
0: I mean we we don't know I don't think we've even been given a, a name for the character but you know but it's a so obviously, as uh, as the name suggests, Ronan, it's a samurai influenced character is mm-hmm. you know, even his lightsaber is based on a, a katana. He's got a he's got a droid with a hat. We know that much for sure. It's I think uh, the whole thing with Ronan and Visions is that it's it's acknowledging uh, the influences that made Star Wars what it was. And it's opening mm-hmm. the story up to be made by people within that genre. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, you're talking about just uh, the big
1: Kurosawa and Japanese influences yes. that that Star Wars from the beginning that George drew from.
0: Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, you know, the the whole plot of the first third of A New Hope is essentially Hidden Fortress by mm-hmm kurosawa so there there is a lot there and you know i haven't read ronan i haven't seen visions yet i'm excited to and the, the trailer yeah. looks absolutely badass yeah and we'll we'll figure it out whether these stories are canon or not late right. later on but let's not worry about this now and i
1: think in visions it's also um so that's that's a. Uh... That's going to be a a show on on Disney Plus, right? I think that's this Wednesday, 22nd. This Wednesday? Yeah. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. Um, And from what I understand, that's also not necessarily a continuous story. These are all sort of like vignettes Uh, or or standalone episodes, correct?
0: 13 different episodes, I believe.
1: Mm -hmm. I, I think. Yeah. So, you know, when it was first announced, I remember thinking, I don't know if you ever saw this, but... You know, this was maybe like
0: two decades ago, uh, after the Matrix, there was the Animatrix. Enter uh yes, I've got it. I've got Anim- Animatrix. Yeah, there's uh yeah. there's one or two on there that are completely canon per se. Right. Because they build I've got the whole ten disc matrix box set up there somewhere. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, they really build into the story, they expand the story, and then there's yeah, somebody just obviously playing with the style of his movies. Right, it's a th- thematically connected, but not
1: necessarily continuous with yes. the story itself. But they're they all kind of play with that, and and they're also all by different artists and different uh, and different authors, like writers. Yes, which just makes the whole thing really interesting and really fun to watch. And at least that's what I'm expecting out of uh, visions. However, I think that we can also perhaps draw another parallel now to. Uh, uh, the What If series on Disney Plus with the Marvel that Marvel is
0: doing. No, I think. Have you watched any of those? Um, I've watched a few of them. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think the difference here is that they've made it very clear that you know, and and What Ifs a concept that Marvel have used for for decades. You know, the What If right. comics have been going back a long time. So I think they've been very clear that these are What If something else had happened, as opposed, to, you know, no one's. No one's saying that these didn't happen for Star mm-hmm. Wars stuff is coming out. No one's saying that it did. I think it's more that it could have. Or it might have. Right. Or if it didn't, then this is what someone imagines could have. Yes. But and then but to me
1: See what Yes, the concept of what if comics for from Marvel have been around for a long time and and that's how yeah it's just like what if something different happened. Yeah. However, how the TV show is treating it um or how I'm reading it is that this have it has happened just in a different universe. So the TV show is built upon this the idea of the multiverse. And yeah. so these are all stories that actually did happen in another universe. But that's so, because they've
0: they've got the multiverse
1: to play. Because now with. they've opened it to that. I don't but think anyone wants of it. a Star Wars no, multiverse. No, not no not not at all. But what I'm saying is that. Leading up to it, most people suspected or assumed that it would be just like the comic books, which are just like, "What if this happened?" And it was a very loose concept. And now we know that these are all events that have happened just in a different universe. So I wonder if, with you know, so so they were able to make this thing where it was just all these completely separate stories in one season be all real. So I wonder if with visions. If it's sort of like that too, where we're maybe coming into it assuming that these are all different ones, and maybe these are all more, to be treated more like legends, but perhaps they are all they they all do work together, and they all do work within what we know as canon.
0: Like it's, I, mean, I guess it's just possible. It's 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 possible, but I would be, I would be very surprised if that was the case. Um, yeah, simply because I think that would have been. Restricting the storytellers too much. True. But as far as I've read into it, they were literally given free reign. You know, come and play in our sandpit. Yes. Do what you want. Yes. And let's see what that looks like. Right. You know, right. That's never really happened. That yeah. Any that they've really kind of said, do your Star Wars. Do what what Star Wars means to you with absolutely no interference from us. Yeah. And show us what that looks like.
1: I guess if they make a story small enough, like focused enough, it, it can always fit because it doesn't change or challenge anything else. The problem, the potential problem with making something that focused is that are we going to care about it that much if it doesn't have as big of an impact to everything
0: else that we know? Well, I can tell you a a similar example from Legends. Okay. There's a graphic novel called Star Wars Visionaries. And that's where they invited all the graphic designers that worked on episodes one, two, and three, all the visual artists, the concept artists, Mm -hmm. to contribute to a comic book. Okay. And there that was some interesting there were some weird ass things in there. <laughs> um, some of it's pure, you know, just art propaganda pieces or just art pieces. There's a yeah. really psychedelic piece featuring uh Watt Tambor, the greenhead voice bots guy from the industrial union in um, techno union, sorry, in uh, Attack of the Clones. Yes. There's a whole thing of uh Sidious going full Sith Lord eating worms and visions and all sorts. It was really weird. But one of the things that came out of this um, this idea of, let's see what these graphic designers do, mm-hmm. is a story called Old Wounds. And that's the story that first gives Maul his cyborg legs.
1: Oh. So it's
0: Obi-Wan on Tatooine protecting young Luke, baby Luke, and all of a sudden... Darth Maul turns up with his big robot legs, and we have this massive fight. And Lucas looked at that and went, "Yep, we're having that." <laughs> can we? Can they bring that to the
1: Kenobi series? That would be great. They could. That, that would very be very much amazing.
0: Could. Well, yeah, I think they should. Yes, absolutely. But you know, so us seeing Darth Maul back in the Clone Wars came yeah. from. This experiment that wasn't necessarily supposed to be canon at the time. Yeah, yeah. And that led on to this. And and how integral has that been to Star Wars storytelling since? He's in Clone Wars, he's in Rebels, the Siege of Mandalore, (laughs) everything came from this 12 page comic strip. Just because some um, highly talented graphic designer who wrote at Lucasfilm went, you know what would be cool? Maul on robot legs fighting Kenobi. Yeah. Well, I mean, Maul still alive. So I guess this would have been the.
1: Was this the first time that they. This was before any of Clone Wars. Yeah. So this is is the first time that they said that he survived being cut in half then. But
0: it it was classed as Infinities, which is a separate level of (laughs) canon in Legends. So it was deliberately marketed as Infinities. None of these stories counted. These were just. Sure sure, Th- throw it, uh,
1: but no one had thought about the possibility of him being alive still
0: no, no, this was the first time this, uh,
1: that's fantastic what do you have do, I assume you have it
0: oh absolutely yeah
1: yeah i want to see i want to see the drawing of of how of of his legs i of i mean especially if you're saying that these were all just like artists and all that i I imagine these are all pretty interest like pretty well
0: drawn. Yeah, I mean um, I'll, uh the guy's uh the artist, I can't remember his name. I think it's it's Ian something, I'm sure. Um he recently posted on Twitter like his um his first pencil draft into finished page and everything like that oh, cuz cool. this came out between it was just before episode 3 this was released. Uh because there was a few hints about where episode 3 was going to go. There was um yeah. you know, a lot of stuff on Kashyyyk with him as graphic novel. Mhm. So, this, like I said, it's way before the Clone Wars and the return of Darth Maul for real. But yeah. the seed was planted by this one story. So, who knows what's going to happen in Visions now that's yeah. going to influence something in 10, 15 years' time.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, does this classify as your batshit crazy book of the week or do you have something <laughs> more for us this week?
0: Um, I, I do have... Something even weirder. So, one of the longest-running Star Wars comic books from Dark Horse was called uh, Star Wars Republic. It started as just Star Wars in 99. It got yeah. rebranded as Republic, and it's the story that led all the way through the Clone Wars and everything else. It um, introduced Aeolus Cura, Quinlan Voss, all those characters. But there was two issues, uh, numbers 40 and 41, a two-part accord, the Deveronian version. And uh-huh. one of the characters that was introduced in the series called Vilmar Grac, and he's kind of a an anti-hero. He buddied up with uh, Quinlan Vos a while. And these two issues are him retelling basically the sort of 20 issues or so before <laughs> that came up to that from his uh-huh. point of view and embellishing the story and changing the events to make him the hero of the story. Oh, man. And I just thought I'd talk about that to say, you know, what does canon really matter anyway?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would, that's what I'm, I mean, that's exactly what we were talking about earlier, that anyone can come in and embellish a story and it changes. I mean, that's what
0: stories, that's what happens with stories like, like over time. You know, yes, I'll be the first one to get upset is a strong word. <laughs> let's, let's go with miffed. I'll get slightly miffed. When something overrules existing continuity, like the first episode of Bad Batch, for example. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, then I'll go and sleep, and then I'll wake up and go. Okay, it, it doesn't. It doesn't really matter. None of it yeah. really matters. It's space fantasy. It's space opera. It's good storytelling. It doesn't have to match. It can't always match. There's too much yeah. of it. Yeah. Uh, Let's just appreciate what we've got and be thankful we've got Star Wars.
1: Right. I mean, once once you've updated the timeline... (laughs) Yes, on our page. Once you get over that, it's like, oh, I have to change this again now. Yeah. So once you get over that, then you can be like, okay, now that's done. Now I can appreciate it and have fun with it because now I can enjoy it. But you're giving me more work to do. (laughs) There's always more work to do on the timeline. (laughs) All right, man. Well, is there uh, anything else you want to cover before uh, we close out the episode?
0: Uh... you know what? I think, I think I'm good. I think we've spoken about yeah. canon, legends, everything in between. I think we did what we said we were going to do. I think we did good. I, it was fun. So, all right. Well, if
1: for some reason you listeners uh, haven't yet, make sure to join our Discord. Um, we have a very active community there sharing their thoughts on the latest episodes of whatever show on Disney+, Plus, like the upcoming Visions. Reading along to the newest book release, which is, what's the newest book right now? I don't...
0: Well, uh well, Ry- say... Rise Rising Storm's been out, Ronin's next. Have I missed anything? There's been Out of the Shadows that was out yeah. most recently. I think that's uh, it. Lesser Lesser Temp- Evils out soon. Yeah.
1: Tempest runner uh yep. audiobook. Yeah. So, I'm so there, there's that. a few there. There's a few there. So yeah, uh go go join our uh Discord if you haven't, because there's people talking about all that stuff and sharing their artwork, fanfic. Their collections and their shelfies, as uh, people call them there. I do love so, a shelfie. I like, well, like, you have <laughs> a lot of books and shelfies to share. So go to slash Discord and click the join now button on that page. Trev, besides hanging out on our Discord, where can people find you? If you really need to, then I am at Davey Todd on Twitter. And I am at the twitter so thank you trev for joining me today and thank you to all of our patreon members for supporting us and making this show possible and thank you listeners for continuing to hear us talk about anything and everything star wars and with that i can now say uh, radio out
0: Until next time, may the force be with you.